Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Good afternoon and welcome to this special Pride live broadcast of Speaking the Truth About Money with Martin Coward and Joy the Wise Woman. I am both Joy the Wise Woman and Martin Coward. Martin Coward is my human name and Joy the Wise Woman is my spiritual name. And I'm so excited about this event we've got today with my dear friend, another spiritual teacher, gay spiritual teacher, David DeVore. And he and I are going to, hey, hey, David, glad you're here. I'm going to give you one second to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your spiritual background and how you got here and a little bit about who you are today. Uh, But let me just give a little framework here. Right now, we're living in a time where our Arab and African queer brothers and sisters are in terror. They are being tortured. They are being condemned to death by, by stoning in Uganda and having their heads chopped off in Afghanistan. This is happening now today, today, all in the name of Jesus and Allah. And it's just, it's just barbaric. And it's the furthest thing in the world from the truth about the life of Jesus and what he taught. Yes. So, so David and I thought this is time. uh, We've had enough. And it's time that somebody got in here who knew has some credibility, who knows a little bit about the teachings of Jesus and about the story and the truth of the story. And we're going to share that with you today. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And we want you to comment in the comment section. If you have questions, we've got to answer them for you. So, so let's get started, David. Why don't you start out with you sharing about how were you raised? Uh, what kind of what kind of religion were you raised in? What kind of what's your spiritual history? What's your religious history? And how where how 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 are you today? How do you see yourself today? I know you're a spiritual teacher and you're a gay man and we, we're friends, but I, I want to know some of your story here. Okay, well, I'll tell you. From a very, very early age, I felt a deep spiritual connection. Like I knew that I was connected and I felt that I had an understanding of some spiritual concepts at a very young age. I grew up Catholic in a very strict Catholic upbringing um, with all the doctrine that that brings. And as a young kid, I was very sensitive to guilt and to shame. And in the Catholic tradition, you go to a priest to confess your sins And being very sensitive, I was always concerned that I was in the state of mortal sin and that I was going to hell. So the focus was very much on the things that were bad about me. And as a young kid, I also felt that um, that I was going, you know, that because I knew that I was different, I knew that I was going that that I was gay or that I was that there was something different about me. I was very concerned um, that there was a judgment about me in my faith and that God was condemning me to hell and that, um, that I was bad, that there was something inherently wrong with me. So the, the seedlings of shame were planted very early for me. And it wouldn't be until later in my life that I would discover the ways in which subconsciously it was holding me back in my life. That was way into my forties that I even discovered that. But for me, the idea of Jesus on one hand was this beautiful, charismatic being um, that just glowed with all the best human qualities. Um, And yet he also was condemning, right? So the Catholic church was sort of indicating that this, this, this hippie lovester (laughs) out there, you know, with these gorgeous transcendent teachings was not accepting of me for who I was. And that became a real conflict for me as I got into my teens and I began to understand who I was. 
And at the same time, I was being sexually abused by a priest, which added sort of a double whammy to the situation mm. for me in terms of the way that I saw myself as a spiritual being, believing that it was my fault, asking him to give me confession to, to absolve me of the sin of what had happened. And it became very complicated for me from there on in terms of my relationship with Christianity and the Catholic Church. But I always knew that the teachings of Jesus were amazing, but I began to understand that it was the church itself and the human beings that were interpreting Jesus's message and who he was that were, were flawed. That Jesus himself, well, I came to understand that if Jesus was to come back right now, he would say, what is going on? I don't <laughs> any of this stuff. And he would be a rebel today against all of the Christianity that's out there starting afresh with something new, right? Because men got their hand on it. It became a part of the moral majority. We as gay people, LGBTQ, have felt rejected by that. And, and it's difficult to see my brothers and sisters who are trying to hold on to Catholicism and trying to hold on to those traditions when they're actually being asked to repent. You know? Yeah, and let me just say, you know, what, G, what I love what you call it, Jesus was a hippie. Uh -huh. He was a radical, revolutionary yes. uh, leader of nonviolent resistance against the empire. And he was also teaching a radically different way to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And yes. he was questioning the religious authorities of his time. He was a disruptor of the, that. Is those two things are what got him killed? By the way, it wasn't because he was a nice guy. He was out there teaching something so radically different that uh, we'll, I will go on that in a minute. But what you're saying is, is you, you, you intuitively knew there was a mismatch between the Jesus that we learn about in the we listen to his teachings that he was this benevolent, loving non-objectifying, non-sinning human human divine being that was that was certainly rare. Yes. And uh, so go on, but I just want to say, yes, you're right. He was, he wasn't this nice guy and he wasn't white either, first of all. I mean, just putting something pretty black. Right, exactly. He was not exactly. white. Yeah. He was not a white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired Italian guy. He was no, a no, black no. African guy. Yeah. So exactly. let's just get some let's get some other facts correct about the life of him, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Which all goes to show that that we cr we create this image of our God in our likeness. You know, like we want the God to be what we relate to, so we make him white, we make him look, you know, the way that we look. Yeah, we make him look like we do. We make him look like the human that we're comfortable with. Right, exactly. You know, and so we can we can do that. And so continue. I, I mean, I just wanted to interject yeah, no. in there about what you said about the fact that, you know, you wanted to just disrupt the whole thing. So did he. Yeah, I <laughs> he did. think about it, but I also felt more of a shame and oppression from the whole bureaucracy of the Catholic Church. It felt so powerful and I felt so helpless to it. Like, like I, I bought into that reality. So I would say that for anybody to the degree that you buy into that reality would be the degree to which you might be experiencing shame. And I bought into it and it took, it's taken me years and I still have residual effects from it. But by the time I was about 21 years old, I told my mother, after I came out to her that I was gay, I told her that I was not going to participate in the Catholic church anymore because I couldn't celebrate and grow spiritually in a place that was essentially condemning me and asking me to repent for being who I am. And my mother is an amazing spiritual woman and teacher. And she was, she said, get out there and find your path. The, I totally support you with that, which I was so lucky to have a mom who said that. But I would spend my 20s and 30s sort of in what I would consider to be a spiritual abyss, where I was, I was experimenting and I tried Buddhism and I still had those programs of the Catholic Church and I kept feeling like I was cheating on my Catholic God, kind of. And, you know, like thou shalt not have false gods before me, that idea. <laughs> and that, because I, I grew up believing, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up in a, a very white little farmer community and there were Catholic kids and then there were the other Christian kids and we believed as Catholic kids that we were going to heaven and everyone else is going to hell. It was like an exclusive Christian group, right? Instead of, and this is what happens in the division of Christianity is that you know people are against each other, which is ironic with the same Bible and, and, and teacher. Um, but I, I struggled with trying to find my, my path and find my grounding. So I did experiment a lot in my spiritual abyss in my 20s and 30s and trying to become more eclectic and trying to, 
to be able to, to draw from a lot of different teachers, which is really where I am now. I don't identify as anything specifically, but I am a unique in spiritual maverick who um, draws from a lot of different sources and am independent in that, um, which I think is a really powerful place to be. And that's some of the teachings for me is helping people to find their own unique path with all of these beautiful things that exist in the world yeah. today. Yeah, I love that you continue to use the word path because that's what that is what Jesus taught. He taught a path to the, what he called the kingdom of heaven, what we call today the quantum field, infinite potential. I call it heart. Yeah. I call it that field beyond the mind where life lives and where we live. And um, I think that um, what I let me let me just jump over real quick and give give you a little bit of my history. So we've got yeah. some, so we've got some credibility about who what we're talking about here. Yeah, and what we're not talking about here uh, to be clear. My, um, I, I grew up as a as a Protestant. I grew up as a Presbyterian. I became an Episcopalian when I was about 25 and I'm still an Episcopalian. I'm in a practicing Episcopalian. I live within the Episcopal Church. I, I'm a practicing member of the church. And it is not the I, I live by that old story we learned when we were little kids when you had that little thing with so here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door and hear all the people. We're mm -hmm. the people. And there's a big heart in the people. Yes. It's this thing on top of the people that we're having a conversation about. This structure that was built, that was built by man to control the people on the inside. And what we want to talk about today is about the fact that you don't need the church. You don't need anything to get into the kingdom of heaven. Right. Other than to look in the look, turn around and look in the mirror and look into your own eyes and see your own soul and tell yourself how much you love yourself. Yes. Because everything we're going to talk about, what Jesus taught, he did not ever want a belief system. And our church built up. He was teaching a path just like Buddha to the kingdom of heaven, what he called it, which was spaciousness. Yes. That's yes. what he was talking about. Yes. And the church decided when they were going to make something by man, that they were going to create an institution with a set of laws and rules that decided who went in, who went to heaven and who went to hell. Right. They also made Jesus better than human and made Mary Magdalene a prostitute. So that's how that they got off on the wrong foot to begin with, with, with two nonsense. One because when they put Jesus as divine and kind of made him celibate, that made him better than sex. He is not better than sex. Right. The whole right. concept completely blows away from the whole understanding of the teachings of Jesus. Exactly. Completely. So I didn't know. It took me a little while to get here. I, 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 I became a spiritual teach, uh, a contemplative, if you will, when I found a bunch of, crazy folks in a little chapel in Orlando, Florida, when I was 25, and they were studying a little book called The Cloud of Unknowing. And they were doing, uh, they were doing all this stuff in, um, they were doing all these things. Let me just keep these open. They were, they were doing all these things. Uh, they were just, they were just meditating. They were just meditating on the words of Jesus and the, and the, and what, and the emptying, it was all about the emptying. And that's what he taught emptying. So that, that's when I began to say, oh, this makes so much more sense than all the stuff I made, I learned in Sunday school. So 40 years ago, I went on to this path of trying to understand this deeper, more contemplative path to the kingdom of heaven. Because it made a lot more sense than what they were even doing in the Episcopal Church in those days. And still these did a lot more sense to me. So that was my beginning. And then I, like you, I went off and did some work with the Buddhists. I did some, I did a, a number of different journeys to try to find myself, but I, but I finally had to come back because there was one thing missing and that is the Eucharist. I really believe that there, there is something powerful about when Jesus says, take my body, take my blood. And, and, and I am becoming, I am becoming Jesus. Yes. Which is also, if you say, if you listen to what he says, Follow me. I am the light of the world. He wasn't telling the world Jesus, the human. He That's the most powerful scripture in the world. I am divine. Be still and know that I am divine. You're divine. I'm divine. Every human being in the world is divine. 
Yes. That soul in you, that part of you that's listening and hearing my voice, that yes. thing in you that was here when you were that was here when you were born, was here when you were four and five years old going to Sunday school, was here when you were in high school, was it is here when you're making love to somebody, yes. it's here right now, and will be here when you're gone. That is your soul. Yes, it's within you. <laughs> it's within you. There is no God out there. It is yeah. right here, yeah, which is why all you have to do is look in the mirror and look yourself in the eye and yeah. do exactly what Jesus commanded us to do, to love yeah. your God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your soul and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That is all you have to do, brother. Yes. All that yes. other stuff, you can throw it out the window. Exactly. Did you feel a, that is exactly the words of Jesus? Yes, <laughs> yes, it's true. Did you struggle There's, with it as a kid? I mean, did, not you really. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, this was the thing when I was a kid. I go to Sunday school. My parents weren't particularly uh, these. These weren't particularly um, religious people. Uh, they would drop me off at Sunday school and all this kind of stuff, and they would. Um, let me just think. I, 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 I see comments coming through, but they're coming in so much, and they're just they're comments that we really can't address all of. So if you'll just, oh. if you will just wait for a moment and let us let us sort of set this up. We'll 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 be glad to open it up at the end for questions and and answers. Yeah, I want to see. I know I noticed the comments too. I've been, yeah, they're they're coming in really fast, and I can't keep my thoughts together if I'm trying yeah. to answer questions. We'll do time. that toward the, in the second half hour. So in the second half hour, we're going to we're going to go for an hour today. I want to ask you if you please hold your comments uh, or questions until the end, and we will make time for that. Uh, because I, I do want to answer your questions, but yes, I we want your participation. We're so grateful that you're all here. <laughs> I'm excited you're here, and I want to help you, but I gotta, I need yes. to set this up. Yeah. So, so, so that's what we're talking about here today. And the thing is, in countries like Afghanistan and Uganda and most of Africa and a lot of Arab countries, people's queer people's lives is pretty miserable because it's all in the name of Jesus, all made up in this false narrative that somehow. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just false narrative. It's just, it's just, it's just not true. Right. It ain't not true. It's created by the moral majority. It's created, it's created by, by the moral, by, by their yeah. morals. Yeah. By, and, by and, and it's really created out of their own fear. You know, exactly. I mean, that's really what homophobia is. It's fear of yourself. It's fear of your own sexual desires. And most people do have sexual desires that go both ways. That's why we're talking about Jesus being a bisexual. Yes. And most people, are on a spectrum of bisexuality. That's the point we're trying to make here. Yes. Jesus was not better than any than most people. That was the point he was trying to make. I am man, I am divine. Yes. And if I am man and I'm divine and I am I enjoy that and I and I'm God, I created sex and I created you and I created me and I like us to connect at the yes. soul and at the body level. Yes. That makes me a bisexual. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have a, a question for you for in your journey with Jesus. Did, did, did you feel congruent with it the entire time with your sexuality? Or was there a moment that you had a revelation or an awakening to the, the real truth about Jesus for you? Uh, I don't ever think it was for me. I was I never struggled with with, with my sexuality around my religion because I, 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 I it was even within, within the Episcopal church, it was never one of those things that was like, you're, it was always an accepted part of my being as an Episcopalian. And okay. still is. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you know, we, 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 we have gay bishops, we have gay, we have gay women priests. We have it. So it's not within my own religious institution. It has always been accepted. So I've never, that, that was not a, a root cause of my own shame around my sexuality. It had more to do with my own parents my father and other people, things that they would say uh, to me right. growing up. All the thousands of messages that we got. All the thousands of messages. Just some, just somebody said that I was less than. Yeah. But the important thing we want to say here is that when you when we elevated Jesus to something, when he was too good for sex, so to speak, uh, then it, it just, it, 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 it didn't really make things worse, but it didn't make things better. Yes. And it wasn't until I read this secret gospel of Mark years ago that I, that really liberated me. And let me read that to you. Um, 
real quickly because I want you to I want to read it to you. And I want you to comment on it because this is a very important piece of scripture. It comes from the secret gospel of Mark. It's, scholars believe that it comes out of the same canonical markets in the Bible. And it goes like this, David. It's this. The young man looked at Jesus, loved him and begged to be with him. Then they left the tomb and went into the young man's house. Six days later, Jesus gave him an order. And when evening had come, the young man went to him dressed only in a linen cloth. He spent that night with him because Jesus taught him the mystery of God's domain. The secret gospel of Mark chapters 1, 8 through 12. What does that mean to you, David, when you read, hear that bit of scripture, that, that miracle that sort of mysteriously got pulled out of the mark that got put in the Bible? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you, it's, in, it's incredibly liberating to hear that because I realize that a part of my struggle in, in understanding what and who God is for me is that I always imagined Jesus, for example, to be asexual and perfect and not a human being and in judgment of me in some way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, when I was in my, in my 40s, I went to India on this really intensive um, spiritual retreat. Um, it was like a spiritual boot camp. It was relentless and it was powerful. And I had an awakening experience. But part of that experience was to conjure up the divine and what is the image that comes to mind. And my Jesus was showing up bloody and crucified and and was creating shame and guilt for me. And, I, and Jesus said to me, he's like, this is not it. This is not who I am. I'm a human being. Right. I'm, right. And so while I was there, I realized that I struggled with the, the identity of Jesus and my sexuality, making congruent my sexuality and spirituality. So much so that we had um, Darshan with, the, uh, with Bhagwan, who was the divine uh, messenger of this entire retreat, 500 people from all over the world. And he answers questions and we're, we get to write down on a card one question. And I said, I am a gay man. I have struggled with my sexuality and spirituality. Um, what are your views on homosexuality? The reason that I asked that question is because I wanted God to tell me I was okay for being gay. I wanted some divine person to tell me I was okay for being gay. And when we got into that meeting, <laughs> when we got into the judge shop, I panicked and I was sweating because I was afraid they were going to call my card and I was going to have to stand up and then he was going to reject me. I came to find out that he, he teach that he believes in bisexuality, but the idea of Jesus being bisexual is liberating because it frees me up to feel it, that it's okay for me to be gay and that gay sex is okay and that it's okay for me to join with a man because those programs, those residual programs from my childhood still show up here and there. And I am aware yeah. of them, but I think they hold us back and just knowing and feeling that, you know, that there's this fluidity, that there's this balance of masculine and feminine energy that we all are striving for in our spiritual evolution. That is Jesus. Yes. Fully human and fully divine. Yes. Not just this perfect person that you're comparing yourself to and are afraid that, of him looking at you and seeing who you really are exactly. because he's going to judge you. That he's one of us. That God is us. That God is, you know, like you said, is within us and moving through us. And and, and we're experiencing our life in that energy when we're connected to it. And it's powerful. I think it's so important for us to have that alignment with our idea of God, whatever that is, whoever that is. And I also discovered that I had to change the face of Jesus to an Indian woman. <laughs> I mean, like I just completely changed it. She has a big smile. She's non-judgmental. She's totally fluid sexually. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I had to recreate the program of my Jesus, the, the construct that, that had such negativity for me and what I was taught in the Catholic church to allow it to be the transcendent love beast. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that we, we realize that Jesus, that Jesus was sexual. Yeah. It's so liberating to people. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and you pull up a lot of, a lot of the gospel that were found in the last hundred years, when you look at the complete gospels, particularly the relationship he had with Mary Magdalene, which is when you when you begin to look at the real gospels that ones that did not get into the bible by the way and you'll see why if you, there's a there's a whole book called the complete gospel i, I thought i had it in front of me but I don't, yes right here 
this book right here is all of the complete gospels and it includes the gospel of Mary, the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Mark. I would recommend before people getting into too much comment about what's true, read the whole story. Yeah. Read the whole story and you'll see why these gospels that are, that were found in the last 100 years, the fragments and all begin to make a much clearer picture of the true life of Jesus and the true teachings of Jesus. Yes. Uh, and that's what we're coming from today. And we think it's about time because people have used this, this, this version of Jesus being this celibate thing and Mary Magdalene being a prostitute, which made which put Jesus superior. This is the thing, too. Inside the kingdom of heaven, which is what Jesus taught, inside the heart, there is no superiority. There's no such thing as superiority. We're all one loving light of Christ. Yes. There's no divisions between us. We're there is no division between us. There is as a mystic today, I don't have a belief system today, I would say. I don't have any belief system. I have transcended a, a system of beliefs. I have moved into the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Through my experiences in life. Yes. One of them was I met some I met an African named Abba Henry who opened my heart to a larger chamber I did not know existed that I would call that inner room of, of just agape love, true brotherly love. Yes. And that's what is, there's no sense that he or I or you or anyone in the world is better than anyone else. That was what Jesus was trying to tell us. Yes. So when I'm having, when I'm making love to a man in my way that I like to make love to a man, that's, that is my energy. I'm, I'm a gay man and I make love to a man when my when my soul and my body are connecting to the soul and the body of another man and we're making love. God is making love through me. Yes, it's a spiritual practice. It is a spiritual practice. It is beautiful, especially yes. when we move beyond the objectification of someone into the subjectification. And that's the way I believe I would think Jesus encountered counter sex with Mary Magdalene and with this young man and others in, throughout his life. Cause these aren't, these are, just, this is just one story by the way. There are other things that are there, but this is the one that's the most, most obvious. So when you're making love, whether you're straight, you're gay to someone and you're not objectifying the person you're making love to, you're looking into their eyes and you're seeing their soul and they're seeing your soul and you're connecting at that spiritual level, at the physical level, simultaneously, that is making love. Yes. And I think we're really seeking that in um, LGBTQ. It's, it's fine. Exactly. That's what, well, all human beings are wired for connection. Yeah. But it we're begins all with wired for connection. Obviously, too, right? And having that radical self-love. And so that radical self-love. Be, be in present with someone else and, and share that energy with someone and be vulnerable in that way. Exactly. And feel good about yourself. I mean, yeah. you know, I in my coaching, I teach a lot about this, about you want to feel into the, I'm, I'm feeling kind of horny, you know, that spirit, I'm feeling horny. Yeah. That's a wonderful feeling because what that is, is a deep yearning from the divine wanting to connect that soul within me, wanting to connect with another soul and another human being. Yes. I used to think of that as being like, I'm going to be bad now. So I'll be with you in a minute, God. I'm going to do something sexual now. And then when I'm done, I'll be back in the vibe. <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm the, I do just the opposite now. And you probably do too. Yeah, I intentionally set up getting me and my sexual partner into the kingdom of heaven first, getting into the present, getting into the spiritual space, getting into that open hearted, quiet, the mind in that field beyond the mind that, we call Jesus called the kingdom of heaven. And that's when the lovemaking begins. Yes. That's when it's fun. Yeah. And let, let, let me just comment on a couple of things here. Uh, Gavin says, was I guess Jesus was born of a virgin and a virgin himself. Um, yeah. I think you have to interpret what we're talking about here. I, I, I don't, I don't know if Mary was an actual physical virgin. I sort of doubt it. First of all, I think she had. I think Jesus had an older brother, so that seems that makes that physically almost impossible. But I'm not sure that's true. 
But I think what they're talking about here is the, the spark of life, that Christ, the Christ within us comes from the divine. It, 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 is, it, is a, it, is a, it is a magical thing that happens that is beyond the intercourse. That's just my interpretation. Because Christ is, a, is, a, is, a, is, is light. We in the, in the Christian contemplative world will say, we'll say Christ, meaning I see the Christ in you, you see the Christ in me. In the Buddhist world, they'll say namaste, meaning I see the light in you, you see the, the light in me, the divine in each other. That's what that means. And Christ means the light of the world. Yes. It was not Jesus' last name. Yes, uh, it, it was simply his, his, his. He was the light of the world. So, this, I think that the idea of being born of a virgin um, has a lot of different interpretations on it. But the way I see it is it is that God created everything, including including baby Jesus, including baby Martin, including David, baby David. And that does not re- that creation does not necessarily require intercourse, because God can create any way He wants to or she wants to. Yes. But so but we get so hung up on this idea of what we what we call a virgin today. I think it has more to do with the light of God being within us is something that God puts in uh, within us that by its by its grace. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think. That- that we really get hung up sometimes on, you know, when we're talking about Jesus or we're talking about Christ and that light energy, we're talking about something that is transcendent, that transcends everything. It transcends our ego mind, which wants to contain it in religions, wants to contain it in our ideas of sexuality, wants to contain it in ethnocentrism. I'm here, you're over there. That's all ego stuff. And, and Christ energy is this transcendent energy beyond religion or anything that is truly the oneness, the divine consciousness from we all are a part of that. It's We're only all part mind of that creates this separation and that creates this sense of suffering for us as we're comparing, as we're judging, as we're making rules and we're trying to find containers for it when we're creating more us and them, even LGBTQ against the world, right? That when, when, we, when we really get into that transcendent energy, we, this is where we heal homophobia in the world. This is where we heal ourselves. Heal ourselves. This, this, this is where we create. That's where we manifest our, our, our dream. That's where we manifest our mission. That's, that's where we create our soul's purpose because we create from the soul. And so that's where the magic of life is. That's where our queer superpowers are. Yes. I address this question that Jeff Gergard, I don't, this, this is not from what I'm understanding where the secret gospel of Mark comes from. The Seed of Gospel of Mark was found with some other things that were found over the last 100 years. And this, the Jesus scholars who wrote this book, The Complete Gospels, and I highly recommend it if people want to get it, was put out a few years ago. And they did a lot of research, and there's a lot of going back and forth. And it is believed that there is more scholarly evidence that this secret Gospel of Mark actually comes out of the same writers who wrote the Gospel of Mark. And yes, there's no absolutes with anything in history. But I think that if you're going to make up a story about something in the past, why not make up a story that's positive? Yes. You know, if, if, yeah. if, that, if that's creative. Why not make up a story that tells a good news, tells the good right. news? That's not fear-based. It's not fear-based. That's not shame and guilt-based. That's, that's exactly <laughs> that's right. To control all the people. Because one, all the sheep going down this tight little pathway that supports your individuality, your gifts that helps you get off the beaten path and empowers you to be who you're here to be. That's what spiritual community is. And and for me, I won't participate in any sort of spiritual community that doesn't endorse me and doesn't focus on my gifts. Yeah. Anything that focuses on my sin, anything that's condemning me, that's making me feel small, I move away from that now. (laughs) Well, really, sin is anything that separates you from the divine. Yes. So if you want to talk about one of the biggest sinners in the world, that would be the institutional church because it has done a marvelous job of creating the illusion that if you follow our set of beliefs and standards, you will get into the kingdom of heaven. That is yes. absolutely not true. That right. is the last thing that you want. 
Jesus right. taught something that was so radically different. It was called it's called metanoia. And that means to, it was radically different at the time. That means to empty oneself of everything into spaciousness, into heaven, to allow yourself into the kingdom of heaven, into this higher field of consciousness. Um, yeah. That today we know more clearly because of current science that it's energy. We call it spirit. Now we can call it we can call it energy. And actually, we can explain we can explain everything by explain understanding everything in the form of energy, vibration, and frequency. Yes. And the highest form of creative frequency is unconditional love energy, is that light of Jesus, is mm -hmm. the Christ light. That yes. is the most, and that's what Jesus was trying to teach us a path to. to yes, to, exactly. And that's very simple. Love, love your heart, love your, love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, you know and it begins with you. It begins with and it be, of course. It begins by you looking in the mirror and looking yeah. into your own eyes, at your own soul, at your own divine nature, and saying, "I love you so much, and I'm so yes. proud of you. I love you exactly as you are. I created you exactly, you are, and I'm so proud of you. I love you." I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes. And love your neighbor in the same exact way without any judgment whatsoever. That is the basic teaching of Jesus. Yes. Anything and, else is out of the question. Right. And you can't love your neighbor or have compassion for anyone outside of yourself until you really have that down in for yourself. That's why that's the first thing that you do. You got to go well, within. And that's what I teach as a, as, a, as a teacher of, in, 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 in money and finance and manifestation. The, the, the people don't believe this when they first meet me, but the, the, the path to, to, to wealth, the path to, 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 to abundance is self-love. Yes. And I will tell you that as a teacher and a coach, that work specializes in people with struggling with money. If you're struggling with money, it's a self-worth issue. Yes. It always is. So you don't think you're worthy of it. Yes. And, and this goes back to the story. You think, and then, then for gay people, we think we're not worthy because we're not as good as Jesus. It's all this. I'm not worthy, which is all the shadow and all the doubt that's fed into us. Yes. So what Jesus was teaching you is saying, Oh, wait a minute. The way to the antidote, to, to lack of self-worth is self-love. Yes, exactly. And we've been taught in our world that self-love is selfish. That when you focus on yourself, that you should be focusing out there on other people instead. But the truth is, is that you, that that's the fuel for our spirit is this self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-awareness as we're moving through our life. And if we don't have that, we don't have the energy to do something out there in the world because we haven't taken care of ourselves, And I think about this, I grew up with a lot of nuns in the Catholic church and some were wonderful and some were very angry. And I, I made this parallel that the ones that were very angry were focusing so outside and were such martyrs that they were just depleted inside. There was no life energy and they were so miserable because they were taught not to take care of themselves. And that's what Jesus' energy is. That's what Christ's energy is. It begins with that because we were created by by this higher power by this whatever you call it and in order to be in, in connection with it we have to understand that we are a divine creation and that we are a part of that creation right. like a cell is to a body and that we have a specific function and that we're not separate from it but our mind wants us to feel that we're in survival mode and that we're separate from it and that we're comparing ourselves to other people and we're in competition and it's doggy dog world and so we're living in some type, some of us are living in this miserable existence when really we're just magically a part of this organism that we call the universe and we have a function in it and there is no division and we that's why we're not here. only do we have a function in it is everybody that we all know that we are created in the image of god we are god's children and it is god's children we are aware of our loving awareness that we are divine nature yes that's what sets us up from the animals we yeah. are aware of our divine nature. I one of my favorite prayers, one of my favorite mantras is a is a Ram Das mantra where it says, "I am loving awareness." Yes, 
Yes. I am loving awareness. That's that's what this light is. It's holding the universe in loving awareness and accepting everything exactly as it is as part of the divine plan to evolve and grow into a more love conscious world. Yes. And that's really what I'm on a mission with with my friend and Abba is to create a world a new world order built out of this unconditional love. Yes, yes. Built, building a new world. That's what Eckhart Tolle talks about in his book, A New Earth. He's not talking about some utopia. We're going to still have problems. We're going to still have challenges. But when we approach the world from a place of the world has my back, the universe is, I'm part of the universe. The universe loves me. And yes. we begin to create the future of yeah. our existence on the planet out of this unconditional love energy that we all had that light within us. Yes. We can move the world into what Eckhart Tolle calls, and we're in right now, the flowering of human consciousness. We, exactly. The world is moving into this higher reality. Yes. This higher plane of consciousness. Yes. As we speak. We just it's have very to be, uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. And we have to be careful that as, as much as we are the children of God, that the God that we've created often is a reflection of our human nature, right? So we're- Yeah, it, it is. We have a God that has white hair and, and blue eyes and sits in the sky and is compassionate and loving and carries us in the sand when we're having a hard time. We can look into this construct's eyes and relating to a human instead of a great white light is much more desirable for a human being. We create that so that we can be in relationship with it. But when we, we actually often are creating a God in our likeness, and religion reflects this as well, which is about judgment, which is about condemnation, and, and that holds us back. When we have to realize that that God or the, high, the, the divine consciousness itself doesn't think, it's, it's, it's actually not a human, and it doesn't judge. It's, it, the, it, it's the complete opposite. It, it is that's what unconditional, it loves without condition. There isn't even a word for it. Like there is not even a word for it. For it's it. just love. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's what the light is. And so when we realize that we are that light, follow me, I am the light of the world, which was, I mean, Jesus gave us a really clear playbook. Yeah. A very clear playbook. Right. The first one, the two commandments, and the, the other ones, follow me, I'm the light of the world. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't pretentious about it. He wasn't exclusive about it. He wasn't read. He wasn't starting a religion. He was starting a consciousness. You know what I mean? He was he just was starting a con. He was a, he was one of the very first teachers on the planet to teach the quantum field. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that there they, is a field beyond the mind. And they, they and they really minimized Jesus. You know, they made him into something that he's not. That's what's sad. And that's why it's exciting. The idea yeah, of his I, I love that. They, they, bisexual nature. Human beings made God very trite. Yes. Yeah. Very, the, very the, trite. The universe is, is very powerful. The, 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 the God <laughs> of the universe, the God of the universe in me and you and every single human being on this planet is powerful, much more powerful than their human mind believes it is. Yes. And that is what we teach in coming into the, the the heart space. That's the whole point is that when we realize we're so much more than we think we are, I'm so much more than this guy named Martin Coward with all these experiences and all these beliefs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if I can just, if I can just quiet that, empty that, let all of that go, I can transcend that into that peace that surpasses all understanding which is what it is. It, it's be it, understanding. It's beyond the understanding of the binary human brain. Yes. And, and we go, but, but you experience it. I clearly experience it. Yes. You clearly experience it. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you where I learned it. the deeper one was when I went to Africa in November and I met who was Abba Henry, who was now my business partner, a gay Afghanistan, a uh, gay Uganda. And when I met him and we had this, sort of bond and we talked about our mission in the world and what he wanted to do is create a world of he was clearly already in this space of, of of unconditional love energy much deeper than i'd ever experienced it and when i make him aware of it and it, it made us both aware of it within ourselves and that's what opened up this deeper uh relationship of spirit between the two of us 
and we now what we call ourselves agape brothers. We we love each other at a at a level that certainly tra transcends any kind of romantic relationship. It's not romantic at all. It's much 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 more exciting than that. It's a deep mm -hmm. creative love, and that's how we're creating this new this new uh, uh, city in, in Africa because we're creating it out of this deep unconditional love energy that creates everything by the way yes yes i absolutely agree it's like that's where that's it's the energy from which we manifest everything because that is the energy in which we manifest everything when we're, when we're in that vibration life gets real easy and so for me oh it's all God. about how do, I, how do i stay connected to that because my mind takes me out of it right i get into the the thought the thought forms and i'm like oh no, my gosh I feel like I'm in survival mode or I'm feeling anxious and then I have to take a deep breath. It's a daily practice. How do I reconnect the field? How do I reconnect to that divine energy? Exactly. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, exactly, it's a process. It's and a, it's and, and my team, my team in Africa and I, we do it every single day. We, yeah. we start our day, our work day. The first thing we do when we come together on Zoom is we say, okay, let's go, who's going to lead into heart space today? And we do a practice of quieting the mind, opening the heart, and we, we find ourselves, and that's how we start our work day. And by doing that, we're like infinitely more productive and infinitely more successful. They have a lot more fun. So I'm going to, people have asked some, I'm going to put some questions, see if I get any questions. Yeah, I'm do that too. I'm curious about, oh, let me go in here and see if I can find it. Oh, here we go. Let's see. They're trying everything. If anybody has any questions for us, We've got another 15 minutes. Please put them in here and we'll, we'll answer them for you. Um, let's see, Jerry, Jeffrey's got a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying, um, but I, is there a question there, Jeff? Um, I don't, I mean, yes, everybody, that's the beauty of it is that you get to interpret it, you get to tell the story that that makes you feel the, the most loved. I'm going to put it that way. You can take the Bible and take those stories. And this is how you can tell if it's the truth. This is how, it's all about energy, energy, vibration, energy that's positive and creative comes from love and makes you feel good. It's like empathy, compassion. You'll feel good. But the darker energy, the energy that comes from fear, by its nature is negative and dark, and it will make you feel badly. You'll feel shame. You'll feel guilt. You'll feel doubt. You'll feel bad about yourself. So it's a very easy barometer when you're reading or you're coming up against it. How is it making you feel? Is that story that you're hearing about something making you feel good about yourself, making you feel loved and appreciated? Or is it making you feel sad and shame and angry? If it's making you feel sad and shame and angry, turn around and go the other way and mm -hmm. flip the story. Yeah. Because that is the negative. That's what the quantum field is. It's like a field of energy. And when that energy is no longer vibrating positively, you turn that energy over and release it and you move forward to the next positive energy. Mm -hmm. It's all about, yes, reading the Bible and interpreting. I highly agree, I agree with you, Jeff. But when you're reading something and your, your mind is interpreting it into something that's making you feel uncomfortable with yourself, flip it to the opposite and see if you yeah. don't feel better. And if you begin to feel better, now you're moving into the truth. Yes, I definitely. Now agree. you're moving into the truth of what the Bible is trying to teach you. The story is trying to teach you is that you're loved and go back to the same commandment. Do you feel like you're being, is, is it is a story letting you know how, how loved you are, how beautiful you are, how precious you are, how magnificent, what a miracle you are. If that, if that's, if that, if that, you know what that feels like, it feels good, right? And if something's telling you anything other than that, it's a lie. It's just that simple. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's really about em empowering yourself in your spiritual path and um, and drawing the things that resonate with you and um, and really listening to your heart in terms of what what it is. Um, I think that the problem sometimes with the Bible is that sometimes it's taken too literally. It's you know, it's it's um, they're, they're, it's beautiful and transcendent, but it's also created by man and, and is based in the norms and morals of the greater society. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, and it, 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 it was created by man. And also, as we're seeing now, there's a whole hunk of it, particularly that empowers women and gay people that got sort of m- m- mysteriously ripped out of the Bible. Right. Exactly. It became a very male-dominated, uh, power, powerful, greedy. It really became a darkness. It's really I would call it a shadow of Jesus. Yes, I, agree. I would say that the, I would say the institutional church with all of its rules and regulations. And it is really intended to disconnect you from God. And that is shadow. That is dangerous. And that is painful. Right. That's why it, that's why the institutional church, I, I don't think anything has created more destruction on the planet, the earth than the institution of a church that says, you believe what we believe and you're going to go to heaven. Right, exactly. And that's one of the reasons that I've chosen to become more eclectic as a spiritual empowered being um, is that because I felt like such a subordinate to all of the hierarchy for so long and I had bought into it, I just sort of broke free from that. And I draw from multiple sources. I don't identify as a Christian, but I think Jesus is amazing. And I do think, you know what I mean? I, he is he, he is the God of my childhood, but there were so many limitations in what I came to believe that he was that it really held me back, you know? And that's why when I was in India and I had this vision from him and he's like, drop that whole thing. That's that's not who I am. Like this is, you've been brainwashed. You got to just drop all that narrative, but it's been hard for me to do that. And I realized that it doesn't matter as much in terms of the religion or Christianity, the teachings are there. You know what I mean? It's my relationship. With him, it doesn't have to be a part of a, a greater church. And I empower, especially LGBTQ people. If if they're, if you're not feeling that you're supported with joy for your gifts and for who you are and what you're to be, then you, it's time to take a look because you have the power to make a decision. If it's not working for you, and if you're not feeling that it's helping you grow, there's a lot of options out there, right. and you, as a human being, can make those choices. Exactly. And, and Jeff was saying about about the question of what Jesus said. That's the beauty of being a human being. You can take what Jesus said and I, back to what I was saying before, it, it, your interpretation of what Jesus said, you have all of the. That's your that's your choice to take whatever he said and interpret in a way that is meaningful to you. But I would always put that into the light of his only commandment was to love yourself, love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. So if you take whatever, whatever you're reading in any form of scripture and apply it to that commandment, that's the only thing he told us to do, by the way. And that and that and that that and to, to drink his body and eat his blood, drink his eat, eat his body and through the Eucharist, which I do, because I believe that, that he was t- there's, a, there's a lot of of presence in that. But outside of that, and then you can take the interpretation of Jesus said and say, well, if Jesus said this and his, his commandment was to love yourself and love your God with all your heart and love yourselves, how do I apply this interpretation? Because self-love always makes me feel, feel powerful. Yes. You know, does it make you feel empowered or does it take your power away? And that's what we're talking about here. The institutional church with all their dogmas and all their nonsense take, takes the power away and gives it to them. Yes. Anything that's taking your power away from you, turn around and look yourself in the mirror and get your power back by looking yourself in the eye, looking at your soul, looking at your divine self and saying, I love you so much exactly as you are. You don't have to do anything, but just believe in me follow me, follow this light into the kingdom of heaven and know that you are loved. Yes. It's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to say as we're wrapping this up is that I don't think that we're here to argue whether or not Jesus was bisexual. Like the the idea of this that I want to really wash over you is that how would it feel if, if your God was gay (laughs) how would it feel if your god was a part of the community how would it feel if the entire world knew that about jesus how how would that change the way that you feel about yourself and your relationship with your higher power and how do we have that sense of feeling about ourselves in relationship to spirit in relationship to god 
with oh, this. I, I love I love the way you just put all that together. That is so true. It's not it's not about whether we're debating whether he was a bisexual or not, or whether no. he, it is about the inclusion of all of us into the kingdom of heaven, into the embodiment of Jesus. Yes. And when I'm in radical self-love and self-acceptance, I know that this is true about myself. I know that I'm in alignment with that vibration that is God, that I am walking in a high vibration with everyone else, and that I am together with the community of our species, right? And that right. there is no separation, but it's just our minds that often, and I still struggle with this, that sometimes that program comes in like, I'm condemned to help, I'm less than, I'm, you know, like, I'm an outreach program for somebody. They also include LGBTQ. Come on in, guys. Like you're even you guys can come. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's not what we're here for. It's like we're we're, we're leaders. We're spiritual mavericks in the world, and we're here to guide and to lead and to show our light. And that is the result of this radical self love and acceptance when we can let our light shine and be the leaders in the world and begin to change this the consciousness in which we live in when we empower ourselves to do that. Yeah, the idea of Jesus being bisexual is the, an empowering thought. And it's sort of like, what if that was the truth that how would we feel differently about ourselves? Exactly. And, and this, this comment, on, I would agree. David Sanders says Jesus wouldn't claim the Christianity of today. Yes. I, I would say completely. And because Jesus did not want a Christianity of what we, he never wanted a belief system. Yeah. He, he, was, when he, he was killed because he kept saying, no, there's no, there is no belief system. Just yep. follow me into the light. If he came, path, if no he came back today, he would be rejected by the world. Well, he, he, it, would, it would be, it would be, it would be, it would be the the, the resurrection story all, all over again. He walked right. into the church and started preaching the truth. Preaching the truth. It happens to us. I mean, look at look at the. I mean, I can tell you of the amount of hate mail that I've received by just even the idea that I was considering Jesus being a bisexual. I mean, I've received some pretty nasty comments in the last few days since we put this thing out here. And it's because we're we're messing with their belief system. Yes, yes. And what Jesus was telling you, do not have a belief system. Let it go. Um, if you want to know something even more exciting, go get the go get the um what what was the book that came the miracles uh, that Marianne Williamson talks about so much the um, the course in miracles the course in miracles which was yeah. which is a wonderful way of understanding the teachings of Jesus in a way that one of my favorite prayers is there's let it go hold on to nothing that's emptiness that's what Jesus taught he didn't tell you to have a belief system he said have nothing <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, that thing about the, the, uh, it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man. What that means is the reason why the camel can go through, he's not holding on to anything. It's not that the rich man has to give up his money. He has to give up his attachments to them. Yes, exactly. And if this conversation, which we're intentionally having to sort of get you riled up and to think about yeah. it, but you can decide what it was true for you. If you're feeling triggered by this conversation, it's a perfect time to just take a really deep breath and ask yourself, why is this troubling to me? Why is this making me angry? Why Why do I feel like I need to project out something about this? Because yeah, I was like, the thread, there are people in the thread, in the comments that are sort of like, these guys are crazy. <laughs> I know, I'm seeing it too. The, the intention is is to, cha to, to challenge and to shake up thinking that's been so, you know, fundamental to us that follows us through our life it's like it's time to shake things up and like start to imagine things differently and create your god differently and if it's not working for you you know yes imagine. We, we are we are following jesus as disruptors of the dysfunctional status quo yeah and exactly. people don't like it yeah exactly <laughs> our intention is not to harm anyone or to make anyone feel defensive about their religion if you're if yeah. you a christian or whatever martin martin is a christian you know we're trying to expand on that and get out of those 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 frames that we often you know get stuck in based in our religion that are not fluid that are not allowing black and white that are not allowing us to be in this greater flow that are limiting to us these boxes that we get stuck in where it's us and them and we're trying to transcend up and out and accept because the religions all kind of go to the same place and there are some transcendent teachings that are threads to all of them but 
it, it doesn't matter so much. When I'm involved with my ego, I think I'm right. And there is no right. I don't think I'm right. It's not about being right or wrong. It's just accepting the world as it is without. That's what we're trying to explain. And it's so simple. And it doesn't have to be all of this politics and bureaucracy and the Catholic Church and all the rules and all the different things. It doesn't have to be that. It can be real. You'll be be liberated once you really get beyond all of that stuff. Yes. What we're trying to tell you. And, and, you know, you... um, and it's, it, I mean, it's just, it's just liberating, you know, it's, but it's very hard for people who've always lived inside that limiting belief system to understand that there is something beyond that, you know, it's kind of like a butterfly, a, a caterpillar trying to, a caterpillar and a butterfly both have the same DNA, but mm-hmm. the caterpillar has no, the only difference between the two is that the caterpillar is fully aware that it was once a caterpillar. Yes. So the caterpillar has no idea that it's a butterfly. Right. So it's never and if you talk to a caterpillar about flying, it's like, don't be ridiculous. You can't fly. You're you're a caterpillar. But its true nature, its spiritual nature, is a butterfly, and it can fly. And yes. you can too if you'll let go of those limiting beliefs about yourself that you're just human. You're also a human being. And 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 to take something from Eckhart Tolle. It means there are millions of humans, only one being. And that is the heart of you. That is the heart of Christ. Yes. And, and, we all, of, and that's what we're talking about. And we're, we're all part of it. How to get into this heart of Christ. Yes. And we're all a part of it, no matter who you are, what no matter who you are, where you are. Christ's light is is it. You know what I mean? It's not even it's not a religion. <laughs> it's not a religion. It is definitely not a religion. We're all a part of it. Every human being is a part of it. Yeah, remembering that, and yeah, exactly. Because we have a, t- I, b- I believe that we're all inclined to be. We are spiritual beings. We are made of that energy that's connected. Yeah. The only thing that makes us different from each other is the degree to which we know that that's true. And once we start to get yeah. into that connection, it's just about growing that connection. And it's so just that is, is absolutely. <laughs> wow, that is. Let me see what is going. Yes, thank you, Andy. Andy's our newest member of our financial heart space team. Hey, Andy. For that. So we, we, I can't believe we've spoken for an hour now, but we're going we're, really to wrap this up. And again, I want to just say we're not trying. We're not trying to. We're, we're not trying to get you to believe anything. Yeah, not selling. We're anything. not being right or wrong. <laughs> we want to free you from believing in anything. Yeah, there is nothing to believe in. It's just learning to love and accept the world as it shows up in the moment, with all your heart and everything you have in it. Yes. That's all we're saying. And experience the moment as divine. Yes. We're really trying to inspire thought. And I'm not attached to anything I just said. So over you, if it works for you, take what works for you from this conversation. If it doesn't, let it go. Let it go. And find your thing. Find what find your own thing. We just want to inspire new thoughts and conversations about things. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm all about. So that's what it's all about. So, David, um, if people want to get to know you and find out more about what you're doing, I know you have a Facebook group. Why don't you tell people about that and tell people how they oh, yeah, can my, find you my there? Facebook and group is called Gay Spirit Guys. And um, you can just, it's real easy to, to jump into it. I, I ask a couple of questions and you just have to accept the rules to get into the group and I'll, I'll, I'll let you in. Um, I actually just recently started um, doing more teaching and I'm more present in the group. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why that is, but I had a lot of anxiety about social media and I had this sort of awakening cathartic moment and now I'm ready to talk. So it's a good time to join. Yeah, now it's a good time to share your message. And I'm so glad you came on here today to to share your message. I just love you so much, brother. And yeah, you're, I you're you spot too. on with what we think. And if you want to find me, I have, an, I have a Facebook, private Facebook group. It's called uh, financial heart space for LGBTQ plus plus meaning our allies, uh, <laughs> business leaders and change agents uh, on Facebook. You can always come over there and join me over there. You can always find me as Martin Coward. You can also find David DeVore on Facebook uh, on our personal pages. We'd be happy to uh, either send us a direct message or join us. And I'm always happy to welcome conversations. And if you want to continue the, the conversation with me elsewhere, we could. We could even put together a course if you wanted to, an online Zoom course that we could even talk about this if you want to take it down to a deeper level. I, I would love to do that. And I'd love to do it with David. So, um, you know, this was just an opportunity to just sort of provoke some thought 
that was beyond the ego thinking national mind or where we've been we've been conditioned growing up to liberate ourselves, particularly as queer people during Pride Month from some of these uh, really mean and hateful rules and laws that have been put on the books because of of, of this this religious uh, nonsense. That, yes, that, that become programs of our mind and make us feel condemned and unworthy and undeserving and keep us in a low vibration of shame when we're here to break free from those shackles and be the light in the world and participate in that way. Yeah, and that's what we're here for, and we we it's time to break free from that. So that's and we and we and we're free from it, and we'd like to help you get break free from it. Okay, yeah, you know it's your choice. I mean, you can one hundred percent. You can stay over there living the life of a caterpillar, all, or you can come over here with us and start flying around like a butterfly and having a really good time. So it's really uh, up to you. We don't. It doesn't matter to me or David. I don't imagine we love to, but but that it it does it does matter to me in a certain way because I love you. You know, I do love you. I don't even know who you are, but, but I, I am, since my heart opened up to this, or I can't do anything else but love. Yes. And and receive your love. I don't care what you say to me, how you, if you make nasty remarks, this, it doesn't, it, it's just, does it, does, it, does it cause me to feel pain? Yeah. No one likes to be, have, have people say ugly things to them, but, but it just, but I, I understand where you're coming from and I love you anyway. So that's all I can do is, as, 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 as a, as an enlightened human being is to love you and receive your love. And yeah. I can hold you in every way that you come up in, into my, into my, into my field of vision. Yes, absolutely. I'm in total agreement with you. Yeah, David. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Hold on one second. And anybody, uh, you, you know where you can find us, please just keep the debate going. Have a wonderful, wonderful pride. Love you so much. And may love and prosperity continue to prevail across the world. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated, where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail. <music>